Hey everybody, my name is Tyler. I'm the student pastor here at FCC. Welcome to our podcast. We're glad you joined us. Let's get into the word. We're going to get into God's word today and in our lesson for today, we're going to continue in this, uh, this vein of like Jesus and in our teaching. And so last week, uh, Tyler did an amazing job of talking about praying for others. Uh, today, we're going to talk about praying for believers. And, uh, and so I want to kind of play, do a little twist on that title a little bit. Not really a twist, but just add a little flavor to it as, as I have a tendency to do. And that is this, um, praying for believers. So we should pray for other believers. So if you're a believer, I should pray for you. But then also praying for believers. What does praying look like for believers? So as a believer, what are your keys and how you should pray? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Sound good? All right, all right, all right. So let's, let's honor the Father. I know Nicole already prayed. Thank you, Nicole and Ben, for uh, just leading us into this space uh, and, and setting the platform for Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. So, Father, we thank you for this time. Show us how to pray for believers. Amen. All right. Um, so I spent some time in prayer this morning, uh, and that's, that shouldn't be any news. That as believers, that's something that we should do every single day. Um, my time is, is the mornings. It's is kind of that sweet spot time for me. And so one of the things that came out of prayer, and this doesn't have anything to do, well, I, I prayed, so I guess it does have to do with the lesson, but I just want to be obedient in this moment, and I want to give a little bit of scriptural context uh, for what I'm about to say. Uh, so the Bible talks about uh, prophecy uh, in a lot of places in the Bible, but specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and it talks about how prophecy edifies uh, the body, edifies the congregation, whereas Praying in, a, in an unknown tongue or praying in tongues edifies your own self. And so as I was praying this morning, I believe that the Spirit of God said the following, and that is, is that he's resurrecting and he's restoring the Native American community in this country. He's resurrecting and restoring all the broken places of the Native American community in this country. And then he went on to say that Chuck is going to lead that movement. And Chuck, he, the Holy Spirit says, as it was, as I was with you in Taiwan, so will I be with you with this people group of Native Americans in this country. And you're going to pioneer a new movement in this country as your heart reflects my heart. And then he said, son, you are going to change the narrative of what people attach your generation to in America. And he's going to, he says specifically, he's going to increase the apostolic anointing on your life to carry out this next leg of your assignment. So, <laughs> amen. So, <clears throat> that was as a result of prayer, as a result of talking to God, prayer is communicating with God, and we're going to get into this. It's going to be so good. Um, I spoke to God, I prayed, and he spoke back to me, and that was one of the things that he said. 
Now, some of you would label that as a, as a word of knowledge or a word of encouragement or a prophetic word, and it is certainly prophetic. Now, let me, let me just give you a little teaching nugget here. Prophetic is saying what God said. It doesn't mean, it, it doesn't only mean that you predict the future and like people attach this, this spooky thing to, to prophecy and to, to prophetic utterances. It's, it's, it's quite simple. It's just saying what God said. And so if you pray or when you pray, when you communicate with God, you speak to him, he speaks back to you. If you say what he said while he was speaking back to you, that's prophetic. Amen. Look, you didn't even know you were a prophet. Look at that. All right. Amen. That's, that's a whole nother teaching. But I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to get into the word for today. And um, I'm so excited about this, uh, th- this subject matter that we've been talking about last week, this week, and for the next couple of weeks, uh, because I think that prayer is foundational to the life of a believer and obviously foundational to the life of a church. Uh, and shameless plug, um, we do a corporate prayer here in the mornings on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m., and you are invited. So in 1 John chapter 5, um, the Word of God says this. It says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. All right. So this is one of my favorite scriptures because it talks about confidence in prayer. And I think one of the things that we all have need of is confidence when we pray. And so one of the biggest things I want us to walk away with here today is that our prayers are powerful. Everybody say that with me. Say, our prayers are powerful. Sometimes in this society, sometimes our language, our jargon, the the phraseology that we use can water down the power of prayer. And we say, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. You get something on the text thread, oh, please pray for me. And you're like, yeah, praying. Everybody responds, praying, praying. But are you really praying? You know, so, like, and, and what that does is subconsciously it minimizes in your mind the power of prayer if you don't prioritize it. Prayer, a simple definition for prayer for those of you that are taking notes, prayer is communicating with God. Communicating with God, the most high God, the creator of the universe, the one who spoke everything that you see into existence in six days, that guy, communicating with him. I'm having a conversation. I'm having a dialogue with him. And in 1 John, the Bible tells us that this is a confidence we have, that anything we ask according to his will, which is his word. God's will is his word. I was doing a little word study on this, and that word will really means God's preferred will or his desire. So when we pray according to God's will or his word or his desire, then we know that he hears us, And not only do we know that he hears us, but we know that we have, this is the scripture, this isn't Jerome, that we have those things that we have asked of him. It didn't say going to get. 
well, but wait, wait, Brother Jerome, I, I prayed, I, I prayed for a new puppy, and, and I, it, didn't, it didn't come, I, I didn't see it. Okay, that's a funny one, but let me do the serious one. So I, I prayed for my grandmother to be healed from cancer, and, and, and then, then I went to her funeral. So how does that, how does that re- reconcile, how, how, do, how, do you, uh, how, how do you jive that with what the, what the Scripture says? Now, that's a whole, a whole other teaching on faith, and, and you know, the, uh, the, the faith of a person is what produces results in their life. But the, the point that I want you to see is that when I pray according to his will, which is his word, that, I, that he hears me and I know that I have what I've prayed for, what I've asked God for. Now, here's, here's where we have to build this confidence. Whether I see it manifested in the natural or not isn't the, isn't the measure or the barometer if, if God is able to do what he said he's able to do or if God did what he said he's able to do. So what we have to understand is that prayer is something that happens in the spiritual realm. The Bible talks about things being done on earth as they are in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. I know you're an American citizen if you were born in America, or maybe you're a Mexican citizen, or maybe you're a, a, a British citizen, or, or a Kenyan citizen, wherever you were born at, that's your, your natural citizenship. But when Jesus Christ is made the Lord of your life, you now become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. In that kingdom, there is a language. That language is called prayer. That prayer is communicating with the president, the CEO, the head honcho of the kingdom of heaven, who is God. Amen. Amen. So when I pray, I have to understand the big picture. So even though I prayed for my grandmother to be healed, and maybe she was, and maybe she wasn't, there's a whole lot of factors that can go into that, but the promise of God is always true, no matter what the natural circumstances say. Because as a follower of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, me, you, that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life, and I will live eternally. There will be no more crying. There will be no more weeping. So whether your grandmother experienced the no more crying and no more weeping on this side of heaven, if she didn't experience it on this side of heaven, if she was saved, if, she was, if Jesus Christ was the Lord of her life, she will experience it when we're all with the Lord. God is not short on his promises. Perhaps we become a little bit impatient. Perhaps our confidence has waned. Perhaps our prayers are limited because we aren't praying according to God's will, which is his word. And the only way that you could pray according to his word is that you have to spend time in his word. You have to read his word. This, this guy that looks like Clint Eastwood, goes by the name of Chuck, has been telling us for the last few, I don't know how many years, to learn these Jesus stories. It's, it's, it's the stories. It's because storying, it, it, it just... It's kind of like how music, when you were a kid, they taught you the ABCs to music because it would stick better. So the story, when you learn God's story and you understand that it sticks, the word of God sticks better in your heart. 
And so when the word of God is sticking in my heart, when it's time for me to pray, I'm not praying according to my emotions. I'm praying according to his will, which is his word. And when I do that, I know that he hears me and I know that I have things that I've asked him for. There's a strategy to this. Amen and amen. All right. So prayer is communicating with God. It means that I speak to him and he listens to me and then he speaks to me and I listen to him. Perhaps this is a key that that maybe we overlook sometimes. See, because if it's communication with God, wouldn't you wouldn't you feel a type of way if if we were communicating and I did all the talking? Chip, wouldn't you feel a type of way? You'd be like. And this dude don't never be quiet. Like, I can't say nothing. He just keep talking. Anybody know anybody? Like, don't raise your hand. But if anybody, you, know, <laughs> you probably know somebody like that. Like, man, how do you have that many words in your body? Like, oh, my God. It's 45 minutes. You're still talking. I, whew. Right? Everybody's like, oh, that's, that was. So in communicating with God, it is, it is, it is a two-way street. It is a dialogue. I'm talking to God. I'm asking him for things. I'm, I'm petitioning him for things. I'm asking for his help uh, with, with my attitude, or I'm asking for his help and his, his direction, or a problem that I'm having on the job or at school or whatever the case may be. And then it's proper in the midst of communicating, in the midst of a conversation, to hush and listen to what the person that you just got done talking to has to say. God has something to say. He's ever present. He has answers. He has solutions. He has strategies that you have need of, but you need to listen to what he has to say. So as you communicate, the more you communicate with God, the more you understand him, the more you understand his nature, the more you spend time in his word, you understand what his will is, what he would say, what he would not say, what he would do and what he would not do. I hear so many people say this so often is, is, is this, well, I don't know if that's me or I don't know if that's God. Anybody ever been in that boat? Anybody want to testify? We've all been in that boat. So how do I close that gap of knowing that it's the Father or it's the Holy Spirit and not just me? Well, the more I get to know him, the more I spend time in his word, the more I spend time in communication, the more I spend time in prayer, the more I spend time in hushing. Is that a word? In, in, in hushing, right? And listening the more I do that, the more reps that I get into that, that heart posture, the more I'll be familiar with God's voice. So many of you that know me know that I have this tendency to be comical. At least I think that I'm comical. <laughs> I got to laugh. Maybe y'all agree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, so I, I have this. So what I used to do, and I, I still do it sometimes, is I would call up, especially my grandparents, right, um, because they were, they were older and they were more gullible. And I would call them up on the phone, and I would change my voice and to make them think that I was somebody else, right? And so after a while, like, 
I would, I, would call, I would call my grandfather and I'd be like, hello, Mr. Parker, this is uh, CPS and we're just calling because there were some neighbor kids of yours that uh, were in some distress and we were informed that you didn't do anything about it. In fact, we heard that you squirted the kids with your garden hose. Uh, what is your response to that, sir? Like, I would just like, make up random stuff like that, right? And early on, he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, I don't know. And then he'd be talking to my grandmother like, who? See, somebody, somebody called CPS. I didn't, I what? I don't even have a garden hose. I was, it's, what you, you know, like he would be reacting. But after a while, he'd be on the phone. He'd be like, Jerome, what? Quit playing on my phone. Because after so many reps, after so much communication, after so much interaction, after so many years of understanding, like, this is his silly grandson, he knew that this wasn't an actual real call. This was his grandson trying to play a practical joke because I needed a laugh. The same thing happens in your relationship with God. The more I spend time with them, the more I carve out that time at 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. Or, or 6 a.m. or whatever your dedicated time is, and you say, God, I'm going to meet you here, the more you get into that heart posture, the more you hear more clearly his voice. And you'll know when it's him and when it's not. See, when, when, when they train uh, people in the bank, they don't train them on, the, the way they train them on how to spot counterfeit money is they, they have them handle the real thing all the time. That's good. You, you got to handle the real thing all the time. So when you handle the real thing all the time, as soon as the counterfeit shows up, you know that's not real. We have to practice in the real. We have to practice doing the thing that we want to see results from. So if I want to see results from prayer, then I got to spend time in prayer. If I want to see results in, in losing weight and being more healthy, then I got to do the things that are going to produce those results. You can't complain about the results you didn't work for. You, didn't, you can't complain about the results you didn't put in for. Amen. Just let that sink in. Like you look in the, no, 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 we, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Look, you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh, I don't like it. I don't like the way I, I just, oh, I just need to lose weight. I just need to lose weight. I just need to, I just need, I just need. And then you go right to the TV, sit down, hit the remote. Bethany, children, one of y'all, bring me some chips. Then the next day you look back in the mirror Trying to figure out why. You can't complain about the results you didn't put in for. So maybe, maybe to hear the voice of God, I have to spend time in his word, understanding his will and his character, what he would say and what he wouldn't say, and then I'll be more confident, like it says in 1 John. This is the confidence that we have when I pray or when I ask anything, anything, According to his will. What's left out of anything? So if one of the things that you want, ask him. God, I want to hear clearly your voice. I want to know when it's you, and I don't want to be confused when I think that it's me. Help me with that. That's an ask. 
That's a request. That's a petition. Ask him. He will do it for you. I promise God is faithful. All right. So prayer is a consistent, constant, repeated part of the life of a believer. And what we do consistently produces results. That's just the principle. That's like not, like that's not rocket science. If you face west and you put one foot in front of the other consistently enough, eventually you will reach a state called California. Wow. That was an amazing revelation. That was so profound, brother. Say it again. Okay. If you consistently put one foot in front of the other while facing west, you will eventually reach the state of California. If you consistently spend time in God's word, ask God to show you what the scriptures mean, what he is saying, what he is doing, how it applies to you in your life. You consistently do that, putting one morning on top of the next morning, on top of the next morning, on top of the next devoted time, on top of the next devoted time. Eventually, you will come to a place where you know the voice of God. And prayer will be second nature to you. It's talking to your Father God, okay? So, <clears throat> when we pray, there should be some speaking involved. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Now, last week, Tyler had us go through an exercise in, in this, this, this whole idea of con contemplative prayer. I hope I said that right, right? But it's, it's kind of the idea of what I talked about when you talk to the Father, and then he talks back to you. So there's, there's a moment in time in prayer where you should be listening. And here's a, here's a bit of advice that I would give to you. This is something that I apply to my own life, is that when I pray, I always have something to write with. Always, always, always. I always have something to write with, because if I expect God to speak, I want to write down what he's saying so that I don't forget. And not only so that I don't forget, but so that I can do the things that he's telling me to do as a result of me listening to what he has to say. So prayer is talking to God. It's communicating to God. It's me talking to him. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm praying. I'm praising him. I'm thanking him. I'm adoring him. Or maybe I'm petitioning him for something, right? And then I'm quiet and I'm listening to him. Also a form of prayer. But then the next... Part of that is whatever he tells me to do, then I do. Whatever he tells me to say, then I say. Wherever he tells me to go, then I go. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So when, when we pray, there should be, you should be speaking. So the Bible teaches us when, in Matthew chapter 6, he taught his disciples, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father hallowed be thy name, right? He's, he's telling them to say something. And every time that you see uh, something in the, in, the, in the New Testament specifically about prayer, they are always saying something. And so what I would submit to you is this, is that, um, that the majority, the lion's share of our time praying should be saying something out loud. Two reasons. Really, one and then one A. But the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, right? So when I, when I pray, when I speak, then I hear that, and then faith comes when I hear 
The word of, if I'm praying according to the word of God, I'm hearing the word of God, and that's the formula for faith to come to my life, for faith to be built in my life. Okay? So when you pray, speak. Now, there's this thing called silent prayer, right? And, and, and I think there's some validity to that, to just being contemplative and, and listening to the Father. And, and so, so if you close your eyes right now, everybody close your eyes right now. Close your eyes right now. Close them. Now, I want you to visualize your kitchen. You see your kitchen, you see the microwave, you see the refrigerator, you see uh, the butter that you left out. Oh, snap, I left the butter out, right? So with your eyes closed, you can still see. Got it? Now, eyes still closed. Don't verbalize anything audibly, but I want you to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Don't say it audibly, say it in your mind. Okay, open your eyes. Now, in both instances, when I ask you to visualize, you can see your kitchen. And when I ask you to say, this is the day the Lord has made, you can see yourself saying that. So there is validity to silent prayer. But as a believer, the lion's share of our praying should be, especially as kings and priests, should be declaring and speaking to our circumstance or the situation or whatever is going on so that faith can come. And then we can see the results that we've prayed and asked God for. Got it? All right. Number two. Well, not really number two, but just another point. Um, my relationship with God is built through prayer. Raise your hand if you have a spouse. Oh, every time, every time, Chuck, literally every time. Whenever I say raise your hand if you have a spouse, people be like, I guess I got a spouse. Okay, I, be happy about being married. Raise your hand if you got a spouse. All right, there you go. Throw that thing up. All right. Yeah. Let's see how much mileage this one gets. Put your hand up like you got, like you got fresh deodorant on. Yeah. Okay, still getting some laughs, so I still got some traction there. Okay. I, w- once the jokes get old, then I got to let them go and got to move on. I got that, some good advice. All right, so listen. If you have a spouse, you know that that relationship started with some, some form of communication. Some form of communication happened to get that relationship started. Now, I love y'all. This is our, our resident 30-year couple, Matt and Daphne. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front and sit on the stage. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right? But something happened when Matt seen Daphne. He was like, oh, he started dancing. He was like, okay. Yeah, I'm about to holler at her. I'm about to holler at her. I'm about to get that math. I'm going to get her number. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> Matt would never do <laughs> But in his mind, though, in his mind, right? So, so he sees Daphne. I don't know what the first words were, but there was some form of communication. At some point, he got her phone number, and she, they started talking on the phone, and they started talking about what they want in life and about the things that they like and their favorite color and the things that they don't like and where they see themselves in 20 years. And all this communication happening, and now the relationship is built into a wonderful 30-year marriage that we all get to applaud. Amen. <laughs> and benefit from. Literally, okay? And so your relationship with God is the exact same. It's built through communication. And what is communi- what's another word for communicating with God? Prayer. Prayer. Oh, we are a sharp class this morning. You have to build your relationship with God. You're, listen, 
You're responsible for building your relationship with God. Because he's always, his posture is always like this. He's always ready. He's always ready to embrace you. You have to, be, you have to lean into his embracement. All right? Now, I've mentioned this before, but don't be discouraged from the results, the results that are not immediate or that you don't see. There's been stories of people that have prayed and the, the manifestation in the earth realm of their prayer has happened generations later. Right? God told Abram that he was going to have a son, and it was like 20, 25 years later before it even manifested. Right? So, so don't, allow, don't allow results in the natural to abbreviate or circumvent your intensity or your prioritizing of prayer. In other words, well, I prayed about that and it still hasn't happened. Okay, keep praying. Because when Matt started communicating with Daphne, he didn't have two phone calls and then they got married. He had to lay that foundation. He had to spit that premium game so she would know, like, hey, I'm the one. <laughs> right? Keep praying. Don't stop. Okay, five keys to praying for believers to prayer for believers. Ready? Prioritize the necessity and the power of prayer. Prioritize the necessity and the power of prayer. I won't have time to read all these scriptures, but this is the beauty of having written them down. You're going to go home, and you're going to look at the notes, and you're going to look up that scripture, and you're going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Let me put that into my repertoire. I will read 1 Thessalonians, and then I'm going to blaze to the rest of them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, rejoice always, rejoice always, Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, not for, but in all circumstances. Okay? All right, number two. Y'all ready, y'all ready, y'all ready? Y'all taking notes? They are already in your bulletin. I cheated for you. Okay. Spend dedicated and intentional time in prayer. Dedicating intention. Now, I know, hey, pray over your lunch, that's cool. Pray in the shower, that's cool. Pray on your way to work, that's cool. Don't ever stop praying. But I would challenge you and encourage you, encourage, encourage, encourage you to have that dedicated time with the Father every single day. Every single day. I spend time with my wife every single day. We live together. I got to see her every single day. I got to talk to her every single day. Let me rephrase that. I get... I heard somebody putting their hands on their hips like, what you mean you got to? I get to. I get to. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank God for quick learning. Woo. Man, them stones was coming quick, boy. I had to duck. <laughs> I get to talk to her every single day. Guess what? You get the opportunity to talk to God every single day. All right. Number three. Number three. Pray for your brothers and sisters. You got to intercede for people. Pray on the behalf of others. Good reference point is John chapter, or James chapter 5, verse 16, okay? Uh, number four, be quiet and listen to what God has to say to you and write it down. We mentioned that before. So don't do all the talking. Wouldn't you feel kind of used if you was like, yeah, God, I need a, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a, uh, uh, some more money on my job. And then, you know, if you could fix this bunion on my left toe, ooh, 
because it'd be hurting. I can't wear half the shoes I got. And then my, ooh, my spouse, like, if you could just fix them, make, make them, like, hear by my point of view, and then my kids, you know about my kids, Lord Jesus. Can you please just put a couple of A's on their report card or something? And um, all right, then, God, I'll holler at you, peace. Like, really? Like, if somebody came to you and just asked you for stuff all the time, and it, you know what I'm saying, there was no dialogue, wouldn't you? You'd feel away. But God loves us even beyond our selfishness. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Number five, read and study God's word so that you can clearly pray according to his will. You got to get in this word. You got to get those stories in your heart. You got to get this word in your heart so that you know how to pray. If you ask me to pray for healing, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pray a Jerome prayer. I'm going to remind God of what he said. Father, your word says that these signs shall follow those that believe in your name. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's the word of God. That was my prayer. Go experience your healing. Okay? All right. Now, here's the big idea. After we actually practice this thing of prayer. So I want you to get into groups of two or three, at the max three. Get into groups of two or three, and I want you to share something that, that you've prayed about that God has done or something that you need prayer for from that person. Now, this is, this is going to be a stretch for some people that are maybe more introverted. I get that. I understand that. However, the power of prayer supersedes your introvertedness, supersedes your extrovertedness, and wherever you fall in between. Amen. All right, so we're going to pair up, and Nicole's going to play underneath this time. And so I want you guys to just be really vulnerable. Pray out loud for the person. Here's, here's what's going to happen. <clears throat> your faith is going to be built, Okay. So be a little bit vulnerable, be a little bit out of your comfort zone, and pray for each other. Share those prayer stories. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in with us today. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. Have a blessed day.